Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about increase. This is a teaching podcast, so as always, go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. I really have some things that I want to share with you today. As always, we want to start out with a quote of the day. And it says this, you don't mind wasting it until you start paying for it. Now, let's go here to Mark chapter four. And we want to look here at one verse. And that verse here is verse number 27. This is a familiar passage to me. And I think this might be a familiar passage to you if, in fact, you are a Bible reader. But notice what it says here. And it says, and should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up and grow. He knoweth not how. I'm going to read that to you again. And it says, and should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up, but he knoweth not how. This seems to be something that is a prevailing truth in the body of Christ for many people, disciples and Christians all alike especially when we talk about increase, because Psalms 115.14 says, may the Lord God give you increase more and more, you and your children. So we should know that God is a God of increase, but there are a lot of people who are decreasing instead of increasing. And this has to grieve the Holy Spirit in a real true way. Because it's something when God has already provided all that we need and there are many people struggling. And verse 27 in Mark chapter 4 is really a tremendous verse. And if you would read the whole chapter in Mark chapter 4, I think it would really speak truth to power and help you see some things because the Holy Spirit has a lot of revelation packed here in this particular chapter. But I want to get into some things because... I've been a Christian a long time, and I think, and I've often said this, that it does matter what kind of church you go to. It does matter who your pastor is. It does matter who you're connected to, because what you're hearing is either going to cause you to increase or decrease. It's going to cause you to grow, or it may cause you to just wither and die. And there are a lot of people in the body of Christ that they don't demand much from the church that they go to in terms of their preaching and teaching. Whether or not the praise and worship is good, whether or not there are things to do, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, but one prevailing thing that must happen all the time is that you must get the word of God. And as a pastor, I've really spent almost 20 years pastoring really trying to make sure that when the parishioners come through the doors, visitors come to the doors, we may not have a lot of things because we're not a large church, but we are powerful and impactful in the word of God, because I believe without that, you just can't grow and you don't know what your purpose and your destiny is. And most certainly you can't increase. And many times we frown on increase because we just think it's all about money. And that's not true. God is far more greater and far more deeper and wider 
than just some money in your pocket. And granted, he wants you to have money because he knows that you got to do something with it and you can't live without it. And you have to be able to trade and you have to be able to take care of your family and you got to be able to do what he has even called you to do. But when we talk about increase, we're talking about in every area of your life, spirit, soul, and body. God wants you to blow up. He wants you to have something. Again, not just money. Open up your mind. He wants that spirit to expand. He wants that soul to expand. He wants the physical body to expand and get stronger because anything that is connected to God ought to be getting better and better and better. And so with that said, I think it's so important that we understand that as the scripture stated, that you should sleep, rise night and day. And the seed should spring up. It should. But he doesn't know how. And for many people, we're trying to figure out how come this seed not springing up? How come what God is saying? How come it's not coming to pass? What is it? What's going on? And there are many factors and there are just too many for me to hit on this podcast today. But one of the things that I want to do, I want to at least give you three that I believe, this is just me, that I believe is important, that when God really starts dealing in your life, when God really starts doing some things, he's going to hit these three areas. And these are three hindrances to increase. Because if the scripture is true, and we know that it is, that it should spring up, but he don't know how, is somewhat of an indictment that we don't know how something is happening. And I've often said this to my church. I said, if you don't know how you're being blessed, his chances are you won't be blessed again. God does want to help you to understand how something is happening. He just doesn't want you this just just come see, come sigh, whatever will be, will be. There are so many people that are looking for healing. Healing hasn't sprung up. They're looking for deliverance. The seed of deliverance hasn't sprung up. They're looking for financial blessing that hasn't sprung up yet. There are a lot of things that people are looking for that just simply hasn't happened. And we should know and understand that the seed is the word of God. We have to understand that that seed is going in our heart, which is the soil, which we must take care of. And if we don't take care of that seed, or should, should I say, if we don't take care of that soil, if we don't take care of the briars and all of the things that are in our heart, the negative things, the stuff, the unforgiveness, all of these things are like weeds. And it's amazing that a gardener will tell you, you never have to ask weeds to come to a garden. They just going to show up because the seed is there. So that's the power of the seed. The seed attracts the enemy because the enemy just doesn't want to see you grow. So you have to be very aggressive after the seed of the word is planted in your heart that you make sure, you make sure, not God. That's not his job to make sure that your heart is free from debris. But once that seed gets in that heart, that heart produces after its own self. That seed produces after its own self, after its own kind. And so something is bound to come up. But we have to make sure that we're looking at some things properly in order to see increase come to pass in your life. My prayer is at least up until this point of this show that you can buy into the fact according to at least the two scriptures that I've given you, that God wants to see you increase more and more, you and your children. This is an inside job. God's a family God. He just don't want you to prosper and your kids be broke. 
God wants to pass on this legacy of increase. God wants to pass on this mindset of you settling just for average, settling just for mediocre, settling for just what somebody else has. And you just like, okay, well, my mother didn't have nothing. I guess it's okay for me not to have nothing. My father didn't have anything. You know, my other family members struggle. This is just the way things are going to be. No, this is not how God wants to help us today. So let me give you these three quick things that I want to kind of massage in your heart today. And I just want you to consider it over and over again. Again, there's so many other things that I could share, but in this little pocket of time that I have with you today, I want to at least give you something to chew on and think about. The first thing that hinders your increase is your attitude. I'm going to say that again. The very first thing that hinders your increase or anything that God wants to do in your life is your attitude. Now, let's define this. Attitude is a settled way of thinking about things concerning God and others. So watch this. All of us have an attitude, but we don't all have the proper attitude. And when we hear God's word and when we read God's word, it's trying to produce the right attitude about God and others and how we should treat them and what their role and purpose is in our life. So I think for many of us, we kind of stroll through life. A lot of Christians do this. We just kind of stroll through life just thinking things are just going to happen automatically. I used to think this way many, many years ago. I used to think, well, you know, God's word is true. I knew that, but it's just going to happen. So I really don't have to play any part in it. I really don't have to do anything. It's just going to do its job. Now, the word is going to do its job, but I still need to have faith. <laughs> I still need to believe. I still need to trust God. I still need to obey. I still need to stay in a space where God, whatever he says, I'm believing it and I'm doing it. What is your God concept? What do you think about God? Could it be that the reason why we don't have any more is because we truly don't think much about God? Is that the case that, that we really don't think? And, and I know this don't make sense because who would not think that God is great? But you would be surprised of the lack of expectation that we have about God. We limit him in so many different areas in our life. I don't know why that is. I can't really put my finger on it. But this attitude is very, very key to why we really can't see increase and explosion because attitude is like altitude. It's all about how high you can go. There are a lot of planes in the world, too many to discuss, but they can't all go to levels that other ones can you got some, they cap off at 30,000 feet. Some, they cap off at 50. Some can go 60. Do you see what I'm saying? So we are all created, Christians that is, with an ability to go higher, but some of us just don't. And that is not God's fault. God says, if you take my word and you plant it inside of you and you water it and you nurture it, you can go as high as you want to because that word is an incorruptible seed. It's got to take you where I said it, where I said it would. It will never return to you void. It will always come back packed with power. In other words, 
there's no reason why we should not be increasing. But attitude is so important. We have a settled way. Something has settled in us. And I want to magnify that word settle. What has settled in you where you have stopped believing? What has settled in you where you said, this is just what it's going to be? What has settled in you? One of my favorite passages is in Genesis chapter number 11. If you read that whole chapter, you'll be able to find it. But Abraham is our premier person in that text. But he is traveling with his family, Terah, his wife, Abraham's wife, his, his other brothers are with him. And the Bible said that they went as far as Haran and they settled there. They went as far as Haran and they settled there. And the Lord began to start talking to Abraham. And he said, while he was in a place of settling, I would say for five years, God had told him, he said, and I told you, get out of your country, your kindred and your father's house to a land I will show you. I want to say that to you again. God said, get out from your country, your kindred and your father's house to a place I want to show you. In other words, your settling has caused you to not increase the way that I want to. I want to take you higher. Where you are has caused increase to just be a byword. It has caused increase to not even cause you to dream again and to see what I want for your life. And so because of that, he just settled. He, you know, God was talking to him. And then in Genesis chapter 12, he said it again. Get away from your country, kindred father's house. Whether there's anything wrong with his father, was there anything wrong? You know, what was going on here? You see, when God is after you, when he wants to take you places, he's got to get you to move. He's got to get you to believe. And there was something going on in the life of Abraham, why he settled. And this thing about attitude is really powerful. Some of us, our mindset is just totally off. It's just totally wrong. And so we have to allow God to deal with our attitude, this settled way, this mediocre way concerning God and other people in our life. First of all, God has got to be first. Others can't be first. God has got to be numero uno in our life. And whoever God is adding to our life, and we should be allowing God to add to our life instead of us going out picking people. That's the problem, too. We're picking people to be a part of our team that God is not adding. They're bringing all kind of problems. They're bringing all kind of frustration. They're bringing all kind of discord. And this is why we can't grow. This is why we can't increase. And so God has got to get the lots out of our life. As soon as lots separated from Abraham, God started talking to him again. Isn't that something? God will stop talking to you sometimes because of the people that's in our lives or in your life. So we got to remove those. That's that attitude that I'm talking about. The company that we keep will hinder us from going higher. I want you to begin in your time of prayer and in your time of just reading the word and in your time of meditation and your fellowship with God. I want you to begin to ask God to help you to see your attitude. Could it be some things that are in your life that you don't know that's there that's just causing you to settle at the bottom? Cream is supposed to rise to the top, just like yeast. If you put yeast in bread, you don't have to watch it. That dough is going to rise. It has to because of the yeast. And so that's the first thing I want to tell you. Number two is our experiences. 
This is one of the one of the hindrances to any kind of growth, but especially it hinders our increase. So, so let me give you a definition of experiences. It's a practical contact with observing of facts or events. In other words, everybody that is saved, everybody that has given their life to Christ, we have these experiences. And for whatever the case is, when we give our lives to God, we bring these experiences with us and we shouldn't. The scripture does say that when you give your life to Christ, and I'm paraphrasing this, all things become new. When I give my life to God, the old has passed away. And behold, all things become new because I'm born again. I'm born from above. I got another mindset. I got another way in me through the spirit of God that he's going to do something. But what we do is we bring our experiences and we start challenging God's word with our experiences. And we say, well, God, I don't understand how these things can be. I've always been broke. You telling me I can be rich? You telling me I can prosper? My marriage can prosper? My friendships can prosper? My jobs can prosper? Everything I put my hands to can prosper? But I don't understand how these things can be. You know why? Because of our experiences. We all have facts and events things in our lives that happened to us, events in our lives, things that happened to us when we were 10, we were 15, when we were 25 and we were 30. And the one thing about the soul, the soul don't forget anything. It takes a picture of everything that has happened in our lives. And we bring that on this journey after we give our lives to the Lord and we shouldn't. We have to kick out these experiences because they hinder what God is going to do. And what the word of God does, it washes us and it cleans our soul from these bad experiences. We don't take the time to do it. We just think reading the Bible is just reading the Bible. No, reading the Bible and putting it in our heart cleanses us from all of these experiences that we have had. See, the word of God is true. It's not facts and it's not events. Truth will trump every fact in your life. It is a fact that you may only have $30 in your bank account. But the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus said a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the father and he'll give you some. So we have to look at this and say, could it be we continue to bring our experiences? And when God is saying to us, he's going to do something for us, it's a block. It's a blockage there. So that there are a lot of disciples who never experienced Christ in a real way. And it, when I say this, because I just said that when it relates to experiences that we have, they're facts or events. But when we begin to experience God, we're experiencing truth. We're experiencing him. We are having a crash course collision with God, an undeniable experience that can never be wiped away. It's like being in a car accident and you know you were in it. You saw the car coming. You felt the impact. You almost died in it and God caused you to live. No one could ever take that experience away from you because you were there. You know it. That's what we have to have in Christ and very few of us ever get to that place. But I want to tell you, you can. But our natural experiences, things that have happened to us, has hindered God from causing this increase to grow. We got to get rid of that. And we can through the word of God. And finally, here's the last thing I want to tell you. It's our perceptions. Here's what I mean by perception. Here's the definition. The ability to see, hear, and understand 
who God is and what he is showing you. I'm going to say that to you again. The ability to see, hear, and understand who God is and what he's saying to you. We got to, when we read the word of God, God has, will deal with our perceptions, our ability to see. When you read the word, can you see what he's saying? Can you hear what he's saying? Can you understand what he's saying? There are so many Christians, there are so many believers who their perception about God's word, their revelation, there it is, the discernment and the revelation of the Holy Spirit to help you to see what God is saying for many is not there. That's why they don't grow. They go to church, they hear the word, they read it, they don't understand it. They can't see it. They can't pick it up. So if, if you're an English person, English speaking person, and you're reading words in English, you may be able to read a passage, but if you can't understand it, if your comprehension is low, you can't get anything out of it. So many people are reading the word are getting nothing out of it. And I always tell people this, the Holy Spirit is reading a passage to you. So before you read your Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you what he is saying in a passage. Because this is not just reading some novel, not some magazine, some newspaper. No, this is your life. Your life is on the line. What you're going to get from God is on the line. Your healing is on the line. Your prosperity is on the line. Things that God wants to bring to you and help you to be able to plan for your life. Strategies, mysteries in the word of God are there to help you live at another level and increase. But if you cannot see what God is showing you, if you cannot hear, he that hath an ear, let him hear the Bible says what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. If you can't understand, if you can't comprehend, how you going to do it? See, if I'm talking to you and I'm telling you how to get to New York, but you can't see what I'm saying to you, you can't hear what I'm saying to you, you can't understand what I'm saying to you, I highly doubt you going to make it to New York. You're going to be in a troubled situation. So we don't want you to be in a troubled situation. There are a lot of Christians that are in troubled situations and they should not be. I'm so very serious and passionate about this because I don't want you to live the rest of your life knowing you know God's got more for you. You know that. That's something you know in your heart, but you just can't seem to get to it. I'm telling you, it starts with you being able to see, hear, and understand. And kingdom people, not just churchgoers, we are kingdom people, meaning that we are a part of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God means an operation. There's a way that God is trying to operate in and through you that there's a lack of education, spiritual education that you got to be able to get and understand. It's my prayer today, at least these three things that I have shared with you, that you begin to spend some time with God and let him check your attitude, let him check your experiences, and let him check your perceptions. Because again, in uh, Mark chapter 4, 27, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, but he don't know how. So he just don't know how things are happening. It should rise up. It should come to pass. It shouldn't take 15, 20 years for certain things to happen. That's why so many people are discouraged. They leave the faith. They leave God. They just leave everything. And the enemy is just laughing. 
Let's shut the enemy's mouth and let's allow the spirit of God to deal with these three things. I promise you, if you allow the spirit of God to deal with these three things, trust me, all kinds of things are going to start taking off for you. That is my prayer for you today. I want you to take off. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this blessed you. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Send me that email today. I will respond to you. And finally, go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. If this is your first time listening, go there and find out a little bit about me, my advocacy, how I want to build a relationship with you and walk alongside you and coach you and even mentor and pastor you and help you be that all the things that God has promised you to be. I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. Go out and do something great because you already are. Trust me, is my prayer. And remember, above all things, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.